Well, I don't know about you, but I've you got know, some a lot shit. has yeah. happened in the last few weeks for me. Uh, I just want to respond to a couple listeners real quick. One, we had a listener just message me and be like, hey, one, think you're really cute, so thank you. But two, like, binge the podcast on a long drive and, like, hmm. love, you know, the podcast. So, like, thanks. Like, thank you, dude. Uh, some some Somebody named Joey. And this other bitch who, if you can't tell by my tone, was not happy with uh, me talking about Anthony. Uh, hold on. And the well, Johnsons? No, Ooh. from Queer Eye. Let me check oh. out this real quick. Someone was upset about you. Well, she was She was essentially just like, or they, I don't know. I didn't look at their profile that closely. Uh-huh. Uh, Let's but, go with it, says a default. Yeah. <laughs> if you're against us, you're an it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not to, you know, talk down on all the proud it's out there. If we don't know their pronouns and they're against us, then they're in it. If we know their pronouns, we'll use your pronouns. But if if we don't, then we're going to default to it. Yeah, that feels fair. Or zir. Should we do zizim zir? No, because I I like too many sci-fi books that use that. And so there are characters that I feel fondly about. (laughs) Yeah, you wouldn't want to elevate these people to a science fiction level. It's going to make them cooler than they are, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Um, But they were just like, you know... You know, Antony's like more than just like a pretty face to look at. Like food's a really important part of life. It's like, yeah, no oh shit. <laughs> I get that. And that would be cool if Antony like, like, it. He, okay, maybe once a season he has a good moment where he teaches somebody good, something good about food and their family yeah. and bringing them together or whatever. That's fine. But he, they literally feed him cute puppy treats as he does puppy dog <laughs> acts in the cut scenes in between. Like he is the himbo of the show. Yeah. If you had to cut one person, you cut Anthony. Well, I also just don't understand this person really actually. Like, I, I mean, I haven't seen this message, but to get upset that the, Anthony's more than just a pretty, as if we're saying, like. Yeah, like I'm making uh, some literally. giant <laughs> judgment call on Anthony as a human being. It's like, Anthony's lovely. I follow that motherfucker on Instagram. You know why? Because yeah. he's hot as shit and right. he knows it. And on the TV show, it really is. I mean, from the like the one episode I've ever seen, I mean, he kind of made, <coughs> she taught someone the basics of making guacamole. I mean, you know. And it wasn't even that good. He had a cream yeah. to it. Like, oh, get I know. the fuck he, out he, of here. He, he watered with your it fucking down. LA guacamole, guacamole exactly. bullshit. Yeah. Fuck that. Uh, so that that's my two quick little things. Some, some little user, not user. <laughs> well, I'm glad uh, that. You're the one taking the flack because I had some people try to kick me out of the queer community because of my comments on like that not everybody who's cutting their boobs off really should. Oh, yeah. Let's save that for the end. I have a thing. I want to talk about that at the end, but. <coughs> well, I don't know. What? Well, I don't want to talk <coughs> about it, but I do want to say a thing about it. I don't know if that makes sense. Sure. <laughs> it kind of feels similarly anyway. Because, like, I didn't know that this was happening until it seemed to almost be done. Uh-huh. And then, like, some people started sending me shit, like, have you seen what Ariel's saying? Yeah, sent you And I was like, what do you mean? And, like, it was the Elliot Page joke. And I was yeah. like, and, like, I don't know. He, I, I've just had, like, a lot of people be like, how can you, like, why do you keep doing the podcast? Like, and all this shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. like why are y'all still friends and things like that? And, like... I don't know. I had this conversation with several good friends like o- over this, like after like I guess all this happened because mm-hmm. I went and tried to find it and couldn't find shit. 
Like, uh, it's just it's a video that's on my Instagram. I turned the comments off at some point that's because what I, was I looking for. just couldn't. Yeah, uh, I was but in like, New York trying to enjoy myself, yeah, and all of this that. was happening, and it was just like it just I, I would I, and I was responding thoughtfully to everybody's um, criticisms, and like for the most part, I wasn't getting very thoughtful criticism. It was just people saying you're not allowed to say this stuff, and you're getting quick, to, and I'm kicking you out of the queer community, and I'm like. Okay, but and I I just want to say to anyone who listens to this podcast who did see any of that, I will admit that like it's difficult with stand-up comedy because the context is so different at a live show where you're seeing my entire thing, where you're seeing me be in my uh, comedian persona a little bit as well, and all of the buildup that happens for that, all the context, all of the like in-person energy of we're having this kind of, and so I've been trying to just put more out on Instagram lately. But it is very hard for me to put myself in other people's perspectives, that kind of theory of mind thing that I'm lacking a little bit. And so it's really difficult to figure out like what little short clips make sense to put out and where people will be able to understand um, the context or that they need for it and whatever. And so, you know, I've wrestled a lot about whether to like just take that down at all. And there's a part of me that like, first of all, it's getting more attention because people are negatively. If people had just like not, then Instagram wouldn't have kept sending y'all to see it because like it mostly just would have been yeah. my people. But the more people who comment and that's why I kept being like, I guess I shouldn't turn comments off because if anything, like I am getting a lot more followers right now. I am getting a lot more people. A lot of people are like not commenting on the thing, but they are actually like really enjoying this and like I was getting a ton of followers during that time I'm still getting more followers lately that just come in and I'm trying really hard to be like morally upright about what I do in the world but it is very complicated because well, also, I do have hetero heterodox you know things to say well I also think that like you brought up a good point where it's like you seeing you do that one little joke outside the context of your set does change that feeling of that joke because it's like I don't know, like, we're two very different styles of, like, comics. Like, your thing is a big piece. Like, it is, like, all about the beginning to endness of the set. It is, It is like, you can feel, like, you trying to get to know people, and it's very interactive, right? Mm -hmm. And so, like, that was why I struggled so much when we did the face swap show where we told each other's jokes. Oh, yeah. Because, like... I had prepared your set, but I had prepared to do it like you. And so when I had to stop and chop it up into just your bits, yeah. it threw me off and it didn't feel right, right? Whereas like yeah. I write jokes where it's like there is a beginning, middle, end. I like right. doing jokey jokes, right? And so I, yeah, like you I'm can up post there a clip of my jokes, but that makes cause sense. Because it's a standalone But thing that's that you, the whole right, it's exactly. Well, that's part of why I don't like go on Monday nights and like do Kill Tony all the time. Like, Because I'm sure that I could just go and do a, like a minute of new material whenever I want. But I'm like, Ugh. I don't want to I, do I need to in, get to know the audience before I say anything that I actually care about. Like, I just don't really write that many jokes where it's just a standalone thing. I'm usually like writing an essay basically. But yeah. It's you like should this see interactive your fucking journals. And that's shit, why just. I do. Yeah. That's why I sometimes will start and just do an Australian accent because then if I just talk like Hannah Gatsby, then people give me a lot more, you know, credibility that I can like say these things. And it's okay if I don't have the exact same American ideas, you know, it's like fun to play with that because 
Like, I am trying to say something. And it's like we allow, some people allow Hannah Gatsby to do that with stand-up. Some people allow Dave Chappelle to do that with stand-up. But, like, I really, but I would love to funny is lots a- of people don't allow both of them to do that with stand-up, Well, exactly. Stand-up, right? That's what like- I think is so funny. I love them both. I don't care. I don't care about laughs per minute with stand-up. That's not why I got into stand-up. Bill Hicks wasn't allowed laughs per minute, you know? Um, and so for me, I'm like, I don't really like, I have to, all these people that I'm peers with who are like, it's just jokes and like comedy doesn't say anything. I'm like, my whole point of all of this is I have a lot to say actually. But I hate the, it's just jokes thing. It's, some people are just jokes, but it's, it's actually pretty rare in up that people are like just jokes. Where it's and just it's also, it's silly. like, if you're telling just jokes, oftentimes they're not that controversial because when you're not when you're telling controversial jokes you have a stake in it somehow yeah. you have some sort of like personal thing at play and so to trying to divorce yourself from it and so having some sort of objective objective like i'm just joking i'm just making a point it's like no you're really i mean you're just you're really not I think like, some people aren't really like intelligent enough to necessarily see what the joke that they're making is and so to them it feels like it's just a joke like i don't know i get laughter from it like i mean i <laughs> really love Joe Rogan in a lot of ways, but I would say maybe sometimes like a guy like him, like doesn't always know exactly what he's joking about. And so I think it's easier for him to just say, Oh, these are just jokes. And it's like, no joke. You're actually making good points. Like you're, you're giving a perspective that people like haven't thought about. Like you're pointing some things out. Like you're not actually just telling just jokes, but it's like, he wants to think of himself that way. Well, also, it makes it less I mean, threatening. Like, that's why like, yeah, it, it, well, it lessens your liability. Your life. Exactly. For, like what, how people treat it. I think it. his mind like, protects him from knowing that he is making points. Yeah. And like, I mean, that's why like, I mean, we've talked about this on the podcast before, but like back in like 2016, like, the shit I did on stage was like way harsher. It was way more intense. It was much more like critical of like the queer community and things like that. And I stopped doing a lot of jokes like that because like Trump was in office and more and more often, like after shows, like people would come up and talk to me and literally just be like, yeah, I mean, like you seem like one of the good ones kind of things. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, you know, it's like, yo, like you don't, you don't fucking get it. And like, I know I'm not responsible necessarily, but I feel responsible for kind of propagating that idea and that vibe to those people like i don't want them to think of me as one of the good ones Mm -hmm. like you're walking away from the shit with the wrong idea Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. and so i could have just been like yeah they're just jokes and like that's not my fucking problem but like when you say that you do alleviate yourself of like the social responsibility of what you're on a stage with a microphone like i think there's an enormous amount of social responsibility when it comes to stand-up comedy and anyone who denies that is just insane it's like but at the same time people who like treat it as if it's a thing that can be policed is also kind of stupid because it's like fucking like that's what makes it what it is, is the fact that it shouldn't necessarily be policed. I mean, I. Right. I mean, we're literally exercising free speech in the most uh, you know, direct way and people can choose to listen to it or not. Yeah. You can also choose to talk mad shit about it, uh, like which obviously. is like what people yeah. did with you and like what we do all the time. Like, you know, it's so funny when people talk about censorship or something. If I like block them, I'm like, dude, this is literally my profile that you're talking on. Yes, I can choose that I don't need to allow you to ping into my consciousness constantly. This is my, you can say whatever you want on anywhere in the internet, anywhere in real life, you can say whatever you yeah, want. People, I'm just, if I restrict idea you for me, fucking, I just can't fucking deal with 15 queer people telling me that I'm a bad person. You know, yeah. it's like, 
Well, it's stupid because people, I mean, people have an idea of like Instagram and the internet in general as like this open platform that we all have the right to engage equally yeah. on. It's like one that's not true just from a monetary standpoint yeah. and a standpoint of access to the internet and those things. But mm. two, like, yeah, like there's a reason like there have been block buttons since like the earlier days of the internet. There's reasons there's constantly been little micro communities built on forums that, you know, still exist somewhere in the corners of yeah. the internet, right? Like, it's about curating your own personal experience. I just think, I think a lot of people have, uh, you know, gotten the idea of the echo chamber in their head and not incorrectly yeah. so, but like because of that, they approach the internet as if we should all just like be on it together. And yeah. like when you're blocking people, you're like, trying to avoid accountability and shit. It's like, not even like, I just don't fucking like you. And if this was real life and you were yelling at me, I just walk the fuck away. I basically with each person, I would respond to them if, if like, and, and be a reasonable person and try to have the, a conversation. And that might go on for a few before they just, I got to the point where it's like a book that you've, you're 80 pages in and you know that you don't need to finish reading. Like, I'm like, no, I've tried to engage with you in a reasonable, thoughtful way. Um, and you're not choosing to do that or not capable of doing that. And so I'm, I can see that I'm, should be done with this. I mean, that's all it is. Some people I continue talking to until the conversation ends and I don't ever restrict them. But I'm like, I maybe before this, I blocked three people in my life. One person with many accounts, but I block people every day. See, I mean, yeah. it's just like if a random motherfucker follows me and I go look at your account, and I just get a weird feeling. I'm just going to block you out of hand. Interesting. You know, that's like why that um, that one person hit me up that time. Like, hey, why did you block my friend? Like, she's trans and like it kind of hurt. And it's like, I don't even know who the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. It was probably because she had like two followers and no posts. And I was like, well, that seems like a bot. Like, fuck that. Or like, that seems. Yeah. Fishy. Like, yeah, or if, like, a lot of random straight dudes I've never heard of and have no, if buddy in yeah. common follow me, I usually block them. So I'm just like... <laughs> what are you worried that they might... What well, it's just might like, I don't fucking know. It's just like, that's not who I want to have... Looking at you. <laughs> yeah, and it's usually... Also, it's like, if they go through my profile and only like pictures of, like, me naked or my ass, then <laughs> yeah, I know. And it's like, I mean, if they're hot, then I leave them. But if yeah, it, you're just, sure. like, some random, like, straight guy, I'm like, man, like, you're, you've are you got too many pictures of you, like, with bad hair and, like... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. What was I going to say? I had a whole point. I'm good. I was this. just thinking I'm just so two high. seconds ago about how I am. I'm like, <laughs> didn't I just do that once? Yeah. <laughs> Unless I was so high that I didn't notice the second time. We just got this new weed and it's fucking... Yeah, that's some fresh weed. Damn. Um, oh, yeah. That's what I... That was the point I wanted to make or that I had thought... The conversations I'd had with my friends where it's just like... You know, people are straight up are like, how do you, how can y'all still be friends? Like, oh, how yeah. can you still like do the podcast together? Like, you know, what's the breaking point for that? And like, oh, what is the breaking point? Uh, well, I mean, that I, I I told him I was like, you know, I was like, I feel like, you know, at some point in relationships, like every point is a breaking point, and like you constantly decide like how you want to engage in that relationship, sure. right? And yeah. like, and I was like, I don't know, like. I was just like, we've had like huge fights, huge arguments about things. Like we don't agree on everything very clearly, but like I, (laughs) isn't that what makes it fun? Yeah. Well, not only that, but I'm just like, 
you know, maybe it's, I don't know what it is about me, but like, who are you to abandon your friends so quickly? Yeah. Also, like, who, <laughs> if you have bitches. Where it's just like, I don't know. Also, like, this is fun. I have I've, so much fun recording with you. Yeah. Like, if it, I didn't love doing this, I that might change it. things, you know? Yeah. And, and that's the other thing. I was like, you know, there's also something to like, you know, we've been friends for so long and uh, like, I, I don't know. I don't have the ability, I think, just to walk away from people because that we vehemently disagree on things. And See, also, like, I think we should just market the podcast more like this on purpose and just play into it because that might. But that's actually, the thing is, like, that's the what I don't want to do. But what do we call me? Politically non binary lesbian. And cause what are we going to. The Surf and Turf podcast? Does that make sense? I don't know. <laughs> but, like, the other thing is just, like, you know, like you said, like, I love doing this podcast and it's like, you know, it, I, there's no one else that I can talk with this way and make jokes with like this. Yeah. Like nobody else actually gets how to be fucked up in the very specific way that yeah. we get fucked up. So. And like, I've tr- like tried like in ha. conversation, just like riffing. <laughs> it's like, yeah. And so there's some, there's a priority <laughs> of value to much. things. Okay. We love each other too much to hate each other for each other's politics. Yeah. How about that? How about that's what you're supposed to be doing, you fucking losers? Start loving people more and figuring out how to be okay with differences. Yeah. Maybe it would you fix know, everything. Get in like one or two screaming matches every like couple of years and that's then all you need. heal. That's like a carnival. <laughs> and like, that's the other. I mean, I think I related a lot to like growing up, you know, where it's uh-huh. like I grew up in a super small, very conservative town where like. Yeah you know the people around me there was no like veil to like how much they did not like me and did not like the things that i believed and did not like and but nonetheless it's like you know i was trapped there i couldn't escape and so i learned this skill so i think created that no i don't think i've recreated it but me. it's like i was thinking about it. i think i learned a skill for better or yeah. worse where like i you know I'm able to be friends with people who like I just don't agree with, yeah. you know, on everything, right? Like we agree on a lot of things, we disagree on a lot of things. Yeah. I think that's a great healthy thing and I get how people on the internet since there's no relationship there could be like, well fuck this, right? And like yeah. and, and discount you just based off like the one opinion because they wouldn't even begin to try and form a relationship with somebody that holds that view, but I'm like I think that's the misstep. You were my best man though. at my bachelorette yeah. party. <laughs> you know, and like, it's like, yeah, I'm not fucking just gonna walk away over like y'all being angry over a joke. That's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and just Dude. for the record, when I say that she was the best man for the audience, um, because when we went to the strip club <laughs> and I was the bachelor, they were like, okay, well, also your best man gets in for free. And I look at Ava and go, oh, like, and she's like, I'm I'll- the best man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, love- it's called gender fluid. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I love, I, I love gender euphoria, but you know what I love more? A fucking discount. Yeah. <laughs> free shit. <laughs> free shit transcends gender speaking of like free shit or just like you know i like i've really just kind of been not giving shit about you know which bathroom i go in which isn't new new but it's like it's just kind of gone to the next degree where i'm like yo straight up like i've been on like just a couple road trips recently and like it's like anytime like i just see like a line of women waiting in line for like the women's restroom and it's a single use and then there's a men's restroom that's open Mm -hmm. next to it i'm like 
wake up sheeple i know you're like, like and i, I just walk yeah. into the men's restroom and then walk yeah. out and but the thing is like i pass now and so a lot of women then just start using it yeah, i'm like well, that's, yeah i'm exactly. like free them, them. Yeah. <laughs> i'm moses leading my people out of egypt <laughs> wake up sheeple yeah exactly oh it's like the women's restroom and then the men slash wake up sheeple restroom yeah because it is i mean sometimes uh it, you know, there's a man in there and you might not you know you might wait for him to leave just because it's gross well, it was a but, single use one. yeah or in the single use and there it's you like, go who, that those ones why? are i mean come on people yeah no, it doesn't make sense and like i guess because yeah. our period blood can't mix with their poop and stuff you know what i mean it don't just cross wrong. the streams don't cross the streams <laughs> it's un- it's unhealthy when a society starts crossing the streams of uh, women's blood and men's poop that's hilarious <laughs> fucking uh that's how you know rome's oh, about to fall i just had another thought about the thing what was i gonna say i don't know but we have so much to talk about <laughs> god damn it i had one more thing about the the fucking shit we were just talking about uh, oh that was it that was it that was it yeah when you're like we should market the podcast more as like know. us doing that and it's like the reason i don't want to do that is because i think us just doing the podcast is a more powerful example yeah. than us talking about it where it's like yeah, i feel like we could subtly market. also but also it's just like you know it i mean we could put it in the marketing and just never talk about it but that's yeah. the thing is that like i don't like doing the thing that everybody else is doing not just out of being a contrarian necessarily but like mm-hmm. like I don't know. Everybody know, else wants to have these moments, like the New York Times, and people are now having pockets like we're having differing perspectives yeah, talking okay. to each other. And like, are they? I haven't even. Noticed. I haven't checked it out. I just heard an ad for it. I but like, I kind of cut NPR out of my life a little bit. I can't. I can't because I love Terry Gross. Oh, Maybe I should listen God. to Terry Gross more. You're right. I've been horny I've been for Terry Gross's about- voice for so. Long. I've been trying to think about what kind of liberal shit I should put into my head again, and Terry Gross is a good version of things i listened to that the news thing i listened to i listened to it to get like a centristy kind of point of view like a liberal centristy i listened to the new york times daily which is like a short 20 minute podcast each day mm-hmm. not yeah. necessarily like my views but i think it's like a this is what conservative republicans yeah. or people who think of themselves as democrats but really are mike pesca cons- used to have a great news thing um mm-hmm. But yeah, I like us just doing us and us just being fucked up, I think is a really strong example. It's a statement, yeah. yeah. (laughs) It's a fucking art project, okay? I mean, it really is. You know, life is art. I do have like these... This podcast is kind of amazing. I do, I know, I have these like nerdy fans, because I'm super into punk and things like that and just records in general, but I love, you know, what I liked about punk and or do like about punk is like, there's still just people fucking making music and putting out records and like f- not necessarily with the drive to like get a record deal and make it happen. It's just there's so many local punk bands putting out shit and like making great, amazing art and shit like that and put ha- having helping people have a good time. And like they, you know, it's the thing where it's like they remain undiscovered, but then you go back and you're like, wait, they put out six albums and they're all good. It's like. I love that people have that moment with our Mm -hmm. podcast where like they find it and they're like, wait, y'all been doing this for four years. And it's like, yeah, it starts off good and like is rough at different points because we're figuring shit out, but it was still always good. And it just gets better. Uh And like, you know, (laughs) I like the idea that it will just be there in perpetuity for people to discover. And it will be like a singular kind of thing. Like 
it's going to take somebody a long time yeah. to make it, as much of the same type of like material that we have, right? That's true. Four years of like hour plus long episodes, like yeah. Have you checked in with the other queer podcasts lately? Because I think we do. We still have it in the intro. Mm -mm. The queer podcast isn't super gay. I've like glanced at them a little bit more, but it's still. uh, (laughs) I just like sometimes if I'm like looking at our shit on Spotify or like listening, Uh checking to make sure it sounds okay, which the last one didn't because I edited it weird and Mm. didn't realize it until afterwards. But um, I like look at the thing and they're still all really lame looking like and be truths and like <laughs> and be i don't know it's just, just i mean that's like <laughs> shit that's perfect that's the perfect summation of all the other podcasts <laughs> every single one and yeah. be truths it's all nbs yeah it is yeah, and it, i don't like, think any of the other queer podcasters all just aren't at least a slash they yeah and there's Everyone's also like slash they in that there's sphere. also just like a lot of like queer kink podcasts Gavin, now but like it's like even the queer kink ones are like, they're all trying to be semi funny, but very educational or like earnest. Yeah. And it's just like, that's the other thing that I like about us is like, it's not supposed to be educational yet, or serious. Probably one of the most educational yeah. podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> For a minute, dude. Uh, I mean, I've learned uh, so much. This is the Gender Fluids Podcast. I'm Ava Smart, a 26-year-old trans girl and bottom-leaning switch. And I'm Ariel Isaac Norman, a 32-year-old androgynous vagina person. And we're the only queer podcast that isn't super gay. Gender Fluids is a podcast about all the sex and all the people. If you want to get in contact with us or follow us, you can find us on Instagram at Gender Fluids Podcast. On Twitter, we're at Gender Fluids Pod. Our email is genderfluidspod at gmail.com. And you can find us on Patreon under Gender Fluids. Enjoy the episode, y'all. Are we the University of Phoenix online of podcast? We're the no. University of Austin or whatever it is. Austin, we're Austin Universities. So, yeah, they should hire us for the like for we one should, can we be like guest professors at ut in the gender studies department and just get run out of the department um <laughs> you could try ut i was suggesting we go for what, acc a, no austin university the new you know uh there's who, a, who literally an to, austin university it's like the elon musk <laughs> that's probably not true barry weiss and there's like a i don't remember who all there's like this thing where these uh, people who've all moved here are making a university together or something for, but it won't be accredited. I don't know. Or maybe I it, had no idea that was happening. Dude, like, what are you talking about? This is like a fucking famous thing. I'm an old bitch. And like, you don't I listen to any podcast. I don't, I don't listen to any podcast at all, but I did listen to one like on the, the way the, home. The Weinstein people and Heather Hying. Mm-mm. No university of austin is that what it is we're building a university we're building a university dedicated to the fearless pursuit of truth <laughs> we are done waiting for the look it's what is what happens when nerds are like trying to do the right thing but they're still fucking, fucking dweebs nerds. about it a little bit and they got no taste we are done waiting for the for the legacy universities to write themselves and so we are building a new paul or pano canelo is founding president of the university of austin okay our principals 
Man, I mean, I look, I'm laughing at it, but if they want to give me a job, I'm a smart bitch. Yes, that's what I'm saying. We shouldn't be the sexuality department. Yeah. While they're just taking podcasters. No, I mean, most people have like real credentials. Hey, I can fucking go get a, a PhD in real psychology. quick. <laughs> Our principles. Universities devoted to the unfettered pursuit of truth are the cornerstone of a free and flourishing de- democratic society. For universities to serve their purpose, they must be fully committed to freedom of inquiry, freedom of conscience. So it's like the answer to like what's happening in colleges right now, the idea of like the trigger cancel culture, like the young are um, they're crazy and can't handle anything or whatever, you know. Mm. that idea so they're trying to say like this is for people who are just like would like to actually go and learn things um so it's actually pretty cool i think but if they you know can pull it off i don't know i'm gonna laugh if they just like rip people off their money as long as they pay me a salary i'll go teach there in a heart look it doesn't have to be a lot i think it's people who earnestly like want to teach kids and it's going to be a cool education in some way i mean and people worry about like what your degree would do for you but honestly at this point degrees i feel like are mattering Less and less in so many ways. Unless come learn very, some shit. You need to come learn some shit. Yeah. Let me teach decolonial philosophy there. Yeah. Anyway, should we talk about some of these women in our lives, or what do we? Oh man, yeah, we have a bunch. I have a bunch of shit going on. Me too. Um, oh no, that's I'm going to save that for the fetish. Uh, but I did listen to a podcast on the way home from, I have a th- thing to talk about. The podcast listening was just with my mom on the way back from my sister's bridal shower. Uh-huh. I got to attend my first bridal shower ever and it was a fucking hoot. Uh, <laughs> nice. Like it was one of those like definitely like a uh, little gender affirmy moments. Mm-hmm. Cause like. I'm trying to think if I've ever been to a bridal shower. Yeah. I Which mean, one's a bridal shower? What do they do? It's like just the women get together and like, you know, you give the bride gifts and you, you know, the gifts are usually themed or like off the registry. Maybe my sister Hold didn't on. have a bridal shower. I think I might have locked her out Bridal showers. But it's like, yeah, it's like, um, it's kind of like a baby shower type thing. Like, right, right like the, what I keep The thinking. bride gets gifts and it's really I've cute. I've been to baby showers. I just feel the, like, I can't even remember There's some traditions like with like, if I thought it was, I mean, if it was, it's weird because it's my sister, but I'm like, if it's me in a way, it's kind of feeds into my like breeding fetish. Cause it's like, you know, if <laughs> you, shower. you're supposed, well, you're supposed to like pull, like when you're taking the bows off the boxes, you try and get the bow off the box without breaking it. Cause for everyone you break, that's one kid you're going to have. <laughs> that's one kid for everyone. You don't break. That's a miscarriage that, or <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or something like, Ooh, Hey, you get to nut inside uh-huh. me once for free that time. Uh-huh. Or I don't know what <laughs> it is. Works, yeah. yeah. But uh, so that was fun. But it was also fun because like, um, and really fulfilling because there were people from like my hometown there and like old family members of mine that I haven't seen in probably like 10, 12 years, like uh-huh. at least, yeah, probably like 12, 12 or more years. Um, mm-hmm. And so when I left the hometown, right. Yeah. And so uh, 
they get to see me now, right? And it was a who, because um, like uh, my great aunt, you know, there were like a couple of men there, but they were, were sequestered like off in like uh, yeah. my uncle's office. Um, mm-hmm. And so, <clears throat> so my great stuff together. Yeah. And so my great aunt uh, was like, oh, Jerry's here. Jerry uh, drove me. Uh, he was like, we, she was like, Ava, will you go tell him the men are corralled in the office? And so I was like, got to open the door, like, hey, Jerry, the men are over there. And he's like, all right. So you, and I was like, oh, this feels so fucking fun. It's so fucking good. <laughs> That's uh, yeah. Just brief, nice uh, moment where it's like, oh, yeah, I guess I'm, I'm going to be a bridesmaid now. Mm hmm. My sister and I have kind of like reconciled more and more. Oh, that's good. So like mm-hmm. I'm now a bridesmaid in the wedding. Got my first bridesmaid dress. Nice. Having to buy like fucking 10 dresses for this we- wedding. Mm-hmm. There's like different events you have to go to. And I wonder if someone would let me be a bridesmaid but wear a little suit thing. It probably depends on the person. If it was my sister, absolutely like the word not. Maid, though. Just because like a you- bride manservant. <laughs> Bride service bottom. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yep, yep, yep. uh, There are outfits for that. Well, so I uh, went and was a sub in New York. You know, we haven't talked about that. Oh, yeah. Let's definitely talk about that. Um, You want to do that now? Okay. Yeah, or I mean... We can do other things if you want, but yeah, if you want to talk about that, that sounds super interesting. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, this woman, Allie and I like had hooked up a couple of times and had already planned that I was going to go live with her or, you know, stay at her place um, in New York for a week. <coughs> and so it like at the end of our second hookup, we, I really kind of asked her if she would be my dom, you know, and then... So I went off to New York to uh, to do, and I just like I really didn't know what to expect. You know, I'm just like nervously knocking on her door. You know, um, and it's just it was so great. Like we just talked about how it was gonna go, and then got to you know I have all these experiences that I've been thinking about for you know my whole life. Yeah, yeah. That that sounds like fucking wonderful. I've been pro- I probably have been happy my the whole time since like the moment you know what i mean like this whole thing has been like it's super fulfilling it's like it's like not just cathartic but it's like validating in a weird way like very like but like very pragmatically validating where you like are like oh all these things i've always thought about wanting and doing i now have the real life evidence like yeah that's what i want and if that certainty kind of feels good right I have known that I wanted to be slapped in the face for a long time. And it's it's like directly attributable to certain like things that happened in my childhood. You know, <laughs> like it's just beautifully, you know, all right there. And I slap myself in the face sometimes, especially if I'm trying to just like stay awake, maybe while driving or anything. But like even for emotional regulation, I'll slap my face in the self in the face sometimes. And so finally, I... Uh, this this woman Allie like was slapping me in the face and during sex and during whatever you know whatever and this in this way where it's like I don't know what's coming and then just, you know whatever and she put it my eyes every time would light up like it was Christmas <laughs> like I woke up Aww. and I'm like oh look at all these presents <laughs> Aww, 
That's one all, so adorable and two super fucking hot. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's so fucking hot. I was just so, emailing her, being like, you know, you could pull my hair back and slap me in the face and like make me look up at you. Anyway, <laughs> so she's like, okay, hot. So you got so slapped just, in the face uh, while you're fucking. Just a lot of spanking and whipping, which is also like ex- experiences that I had as a child, and just like re like <laughs> so my parents. Um, one day at family home evening, Mormon Monday night thing yeah. for the listeners, um, where you spend all night together as a family and you do various things and like, but also maybe the day before at a general conference or something, my, they, they had talked about hitting your kids and like the dynamics of that in, in some kind of Mormon thing. Um, so then the next night, my parents, like during our family home evening, were bringing up that like whenever they hit us, they were like, you know, whenever we like spank with you guys, whatever, that we're doing that out of love because we're just trying to teach you stuff for to be good adults, whatever. And so if at any point during one of these things you want us to stop and hug you and tell you we love you, we will do that. And it I could never I the feeling of like cold hollowness as a child because I was like, that's such fucking horse shit. I wasn't yeah. allowed. To, I didn't curse in my mind even, but just um, <laughs> because such you do it bullshit. out of rage. You do yeah. it when you're in a rage and it is not controlled. It's not some kind of, well, we have to, we said we would teach you this. And so here you go. Um, and so the idea of in one of those moments trying to be like, I'm out. Can we please hug? Can you tell me you love me? Like, uh, no. Uh, when we cried, we were told, how dare you cry? You should be on my knee. sorry, mom, on your knees kissing my feet. So anyway, having like so knowing that I wanted to deal with that, I like this woman is like whipping me. And it's like really hurting me, you know. Um, and what then was she whipping you with? A belt. And then like she and I didn't tell her about that, but then she came around, you know, after just as a this is like a checking one, check in, yeah, aftercare of that kind of thing. So but it's like. And so we're all like making out and grinding or whatever. And I'm like being like surrounded in her boobs and stuff. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> here we go. Here's my the, fucking hug. This is the hug I needed. This is the hug. I got my hug. It's the same thing. Like after after this one time, my mom like slapped me in the face and, and like almost uh, swerved the car into a little ditch. It, anyway, uh, and I I was and my mom said I couldn't shower that night or even wash brush my teeth or whatever I had OCD it's the whole thing and I had to go to a speech debate tournament the next morning and it was so I'm like in kneeling in you know uh, on my bed you know, trying to talk to God and this is Mormon Daddy God at the time you know mm-hmm. and there's some blood in my lips and I all I could imagine was the woman I then had a crush on who's you know like four years older than me is um, you know and just like her like holding me and so it's like I just transmute all I'm you know what I mean I'm like just taking these things and then there's Allie holding me so <sighs> that's just fucking beautiful though <laughs> it's just fucking like a symphony dude. yeah uh it's been like yeah it's like just nice so I mean I bet do you feel like you have a weight lifted in a way <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know when they usually do those do those therapies where you like go and talk to your child self and you're like loving your child self and telling it like, like sometimes in a bad memory. Sometimes you need to get your child self fucked. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we need to hammer the lesson home. I'm a um, real visual and object learner. I, I want the whole VR experience if we could. 
Mm. Oh man. Yeah. So uh, that's yeah, that's great. And then meanwhile, I met this amazing woman in New York who, um, I don't even know what to say right now because I just like it's just very exciting. She's really cool. And I met her because of like a podcast and she saw me do stand up and then we went to like a rave together and then we hooked up. And like, so, you know, like before Allie, I hadn't been like hooking up with women. Yeah. You know how I feel. It's, these are not one night stands. Okay. We will. I, if I'm having sex with someone, it's because like I want to be friends with them. And um, so, yeah, and then, like, in Houston the other day, I was at the art gallery show, and like I often do, <laughs> uh, I am like, clap if you're Polly, and there was one chick who clapped, and then, um, you know, we flirted a little bit then, and then after the thing, I then came up to her and her girlfriend, and was like, so, uh, what are y'all What's doing after deal? this? <laughs> what are y'all, hey. yo, what y'all's plan for the evening? <laughs> anyway, so yeah, hey, then we like went out. Fuck? We went out to a bunch of gay bars <laughs> and hopped. And then my friend, uh, my friend who lives in Houston, who had come out, uh, you know, and my other friend who wanted to go out, she was like celebrating. She wanted to go out um, as well. So I was like, let's all hang. And everyone hit it off so well. And they kept being like, wow, how do we get so lucky to all meet each other? And then it's like, oh right, Ariel. <laughs> so I was like, I'm, a, pretty, I'm pretty fucking cool. I'm pretty. Look at us. <laughs> And so uh, by the end of it, because uh, it was a long night, I took a nap in the middle of it at one point when there was just a dude around. And then finally, like, I woke up and he had brought food. Wait, and then you took left. a nap around a random dude? No, well, there's this, uh, three other chicks who were there. So Okay, I was like, I had, damn, I waited, I'm feeling comfortable. Here's the thing. We got, okay, after the third bar, <laughs> then we go back to my friend's place. And, um, but the other two girls hadn't, um, weren't there for a while when it was my friend and this guy. And so then I was like, tr I really needed to nap, but, and there's like 2 a.m., but I really needed to nap, but I really didn't want to fall asleep in that situation just because I don't fully trust the, you know, I don't know this guy. Yeah. And I don't really know my friend that well anyway. And so, like, and so it's just one of those like ah. I keeping a little bit of an eye open until the other chicks get there. Hopefully that's anytime soon. And I do once they get there, I'm like, hey, I'm gonna pass out now. And then I'm like uh, taking a nap. And I wake up, and then he has gotten food from like IHOP. Uh, Points in the book. Yeah, there and you so go. then we all eat. Hey, and you then didn't he leaves. try and touch me in my sleep, and you got pancakes. Guess what? <clears throat> Mm -hmm. doing good <laughs> and so yeah so he left a shitload of food um, but we all ate and then he left and then the girls were like you know uh let's make a cuddle pile <laughs> let's put the bed in front of the tv like, yeah yeah meanwhile i'm like i had a little bit of a nap but um you know i'm still fucking tired, tired as and fuck. yeah and so um all these but these women are well, I don't know if my friend is younger than I am or yeah, but the other two are at least like 29, 30 or something. Um, and, but sure enough, like the two, the other two of them are just like, well, we really want to have sex. And so then the like flirtation that had been happening between me and the chick from Hawaii, um, uh, she was like, okay, well, I guess we're going to do this then. Like, cause it was kind of like, are we going to do anything about this? Or are we just going to, okay, if they're going to fuck, then I guess we'll do something about this as well. 
And so, so did y'all have like a four way or just like both of you fucked no, next like to each parallel, other? No, like parallel, parallel stuff. That's um, so hot. Oh, yeah, I'm a big fan oh of parallel God. stuff. Oh my God, because you get to be times, a voyeur yeah. and participate with yourself. And, and I don't like, have to know that anyone's watching. Sometimes like everyone's doing their own thing. Then like <sighs> you could maybe be being watched, but not really have to worry about that anyone's watching you. That's my, when people are like, I'm, I was trying to figure out if I was an exhibitionist the other day and I'm like, I got to lose self-consciousness. So I like situations like that. Yeah. yeah. I would love to get to the point where I really, really, but then, oh, cause Allie pointed out that she was, cause I always think of it as like sex, but she was like, yeah, you could be my little servant boy or whatever in the, and just like pe- people could do stuff to you or what you know, like whip you or hit you with certain things or whatever, like, like that kind of exhibitionism as opposed to like necessarily having sex. I'm like, yeah, that's interesting. I could probably do something with that. Mm-hmm. Man, oh god, jealous, definitely jealous. Because like that's that's some of my favorite shit. Like that is the thing that I think a lot of people don't recognize or think about in the context of like group sex, where it's like a lot of times I think people think of group sex as like everybody's fucking like uh-huh. each other all the time. Like <laughs> one hands over here, it's over here, like yeah, a pot holder, like, like a. I really like you know it can Human just really be nice stuff. like people fucking in the same room like you're be- you're having sex together as a group right yeah It'd be a bunch of couples all fucking it's still group sex it's like it's a nice environment right uh-huh. like yeah they're little some sounds of my favorite are fun. energy yeah. in the world and like mm-hmm. oh and that's an, so the, the chick from Hawaii I like like we were talking poly like at like the first gay club and we talked about you know that, that thing where it's like. I just I don't like it when you're at a party and you're in a relationship and so then that kind of just like makes it like a oh, okay you know when when you're poly open you still get to have all you still get to take advantage of all that energy you know yeah. it's like the, and that's how she put it like that energy and I'm like that's exactly what it is like I'm not trying to give up that energy um, I think how often does it really lead to sex? Well, more often lately, I'm just on a <laughs> spree. But, but that's what I was telling me. That's what I was I'm fucking saying peak, a long so ago just... where it's like when we were having that competition, right? Mm-hmm. White boy summer competition, mm-hmm. uh, which I won. But like yeah, not right now, if we'd been having it over the last two months though, you would have fucking won. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. You know, but that's the thing. It's like, I've told you, it's like, if you just put yourself out there and just like say yes in those situations yeah. and just like have that openness about you, like sh- that shit finds you. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. So that's been fun. Uh, oh, oh I, there's I'm this so great moment. <laughs> I'm so stoked for you. That's there's this great. great moment. Okay. So with the, with the, I'm just going to call her the Hawaiian, although for the record, um, she's not from Hawaii, but that's fine. Um, but she does live in Hawaii. So, <laughs> so she's a colonizer. She's helping <laughs> count the fish. She's knows. helping fish sustainability. Yeah, just... So I, you know, she's doing good. <laughs> Um, it's like no, she actually does just dress as Christopher Columbus everywhere she goes. <laughs> oh, that's the uniform at work. I yeah, mean, <laughs> look, I don't pick it, but they make me wear it. It's either that or Spanish conquistador. Tourists like to take the pictures. It helps us make more money for the fish. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, the the other two, my friend, and then well, because it was. There's something I get. I don't want to talk about their relationship. There was a weird like I was just trying to figure out the poly dynamic, and I was there's a some confused. shit going on. So whatever it was, my friend and the other chick were um, like pretty naked, pretty fast. They had out, but we look over that because they got vibrator things, like whatever. You know, <laughs> we're over here like just. <laughs> <I wonder. laughs> no, more like 
just, <laughs> you know, like I can go grinding and boobs and whatever for so long with people. And like, you know, I don't feel the need to be like, let's have sex and every, you know, like, and start like, yeah. So I mean, it's having a, sex was like, we don't have to get straight to fucking. Yeah. There's just like, we're just we're like, um, yeah. Uh, you hear just like a fucking power. Just like, yeah, exactly. Jack but meanwhile, <laughs> but meanwhile, the Hawaiian like does fairly quickly, like take off her top and bra and everything. And then, um, at some point, so we're like, man, who knows, whatever. But at some point, maybe 15 or so minutes in, she suddenly is like, oh, you have boobs. And then starts, whatever. And I was just like, oh, my God, thank you. That is like the perfect my gender expression. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking great. <laughs> I'm hooking up with this cute little boy. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, I was like, yeah. Uh, yeah. So it was pretty validating. Mm. Fuck, that's great. <laughs> I love, like, that's what I want to share. When I say p- people don't, not everyone needs to cut off their boobs. I'm like, that's what I, I think some people might be able to have the experience that I have if they gave it a chance. And that's all I'm saying. Like, some people maybe. Things are trendy. Remember when you said, like, well, the thing about detransitioners or whatever is the game just got harder in another way. Like, maybe you're going to fuck up and that's on you, you know? Um, and so it's like, all right, well, let's help people not fuck up by, like, presenting some options of you could. Yeah, maybe. You know, I don't know. I'm not saying everybody could or should. I'm just saying some people maybe could do what I'm I do just such this. a fan and advocate of like wild westing it and just like, you know, sometimes you chop your titties off and you didn't mean to, right? <laughs> that's and that's just say la vie, there we go. Right? You know, sometimes you fucking like get a face tat that you regret. You know, sometimes well, I'm you glad get... that I haven't chopped my boobs off. Yeah. Um and that was just uh, yeah. A fun example of why it's like, yeah, yeah it can that's be great. like, oh, you have boobs. <laughs> yeah, so. it's like a Ken doll whose surprise has boobs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they should make Ken dolls like that. Hmm. Yo, speaking of surgeries, I mm-hmm. found out, you know, about a new surgery, uh-huh. a relatively new. It's marketed towards non-binary people, but like I'm like a yo. non-binary surgery, yes, yeah, like <laughs> some of these sections, some of these like uh, websites have non-binary sections now. Like a lot of them that I look at do. Um, but it's a uh, it's what we've been talking about this whole time of being the ideal situation, which is just like a dick with a vagina right underneath yeah. it. Mm. It's now possible. They're fucking making them. Uh, I don't, who, are, who are they doing it to? Are they which whole? Well, so like, <laughs> well, so they're doing it both ways. So okay. like, you can get a dick added onto the top of your vagina, yeah. or you can have a vagina added onto the base of your dick and where your balls would be. Yeah, it's fucking amazing. How, so they've the, done it successfully in both directions. Yeah, yeah. it's like uh, offer Who's this both better? Way. I don't know. So I was trying to find pictures, but like all Do the they, pictures they, are still can like. They, can we get a porn of them fucking each other? Wouldn't that be great? Yeah. I mean, it just that's makes got, me so excited. Like, I like, only want to see, what... like, everything else can wait. <laughs> I only want to see these people fuck each other <laughs> for a minute. <laughs> like, they, like, twist uh-huh. their dicks and just... You like... could just... And no uh, no balls? Are they going my direction with the no balls thing? Or 
Oh yeah, there's no balls because yes. you use the scrotal sac to make yes. part of the vagina and like the labial lips, right? Mm-hmm. But the problem is like all the pictures I tried to find were like pretty immediately after surgery, so it's hard. To, <laughs> it's hard to get a clear idea of like how it's going to shape up, right? It's all bloody and shit. Yeah, there's just, just like a lot of gauze and shit. <laughs> yeah, and so it's like, well, that's not really helpful to yeah, anybody. Let's wait a week, Jesus. Yeah, okay. it's like Oof. give me like the two years post op like pictures, so like or like a year post op, whatever you write, but it's it like is, yeah. All so. right. Well, so this is new. So we have to wait and for these genitals to heal for. Yeah, to I, the... I'm gonna go look back at the website because the person that are they gonna make them, porn? I probably not. <laughs> I mean, it look, be a no, no shade on anybody, but just like you know how sometimes you can see somebody's like inner thighs and know how they look. Oh, it's, this person's not making porn. I see. I just saw like the general. I don't know. You get a vibe from looking at somebody's body, genitals and body thighs. Body sh- shamed. You were body negative there. Or yeah. Something. <laughs> see, I, you try to cancel me. This is the one you should cancel. Fuck. You see that ne- body negativity? Hmm. <laughs> I'm just saying. Sometimes all you need to see is like the area right around someone's thighs. Just like there's what? some thigh hair patterns. I really just that's can't what I'm saying. It's with. like it's just, yeah. it was what there was something about it, and also like the quality of the pictures they took, where I'm like. It, it just made me feel like it wasn't going to happen. Can I say, I keep getting more and more into like my leg hair. I really like, I use clippers now instead of any of the, whatever. It's just so nice with like the clippers. Yeah. And then I just, but I do leave the natural pattern, which is like, you know, there's hair like, like it's a man's pattern really of, of like hair, but I just like trim it, which is like, so what I think that a lot of men should do too. Um, some people's hair is just unruly and too much, you know, it could be, you know. Um, it depends on your whatever, but anyway. Yeah, I mean, I like a lot of hair, but there still is like a way to make it. I don't know. Sometimes it is just like a little like unruly is a good way to put it, where it's mm-hmm. like it's just a little off in one direction for me. I don't mm-hmm. know how it's off, mm-hmm. but like you know. Yeah, but anyway, and I really love it. Like it's fun to be in like the gym that I go to, or you know, I wear shorts, and it's uh pretty. It's like a Christian jujitsu gym. <laughs> and- <laughs> <laughs> and I do kickboxing there, but I also work at whatever. And I really love uh, being this little gender fluid lesbian who, but they all, you know, is their conservative-ish friend, you know, because whatever. Um, but having that leg hair, it's just like such a, I don't know. And it's not that I even think about the politics of it. I just really like the way that it looks. And it's so interesting to me to be just, you know, and I know that it's because it's masculine, except that I also... It's like that's how women's hair sometimes is. And so yeah. is it even masculine or is it just... That's what I'm, I don't think it's... Well, I mean, for me, it's not important to think about things like that. It's just like I do a thing. How does yeah. that thing make me feel? Is it good? Yeah. That's the thing I'm doing. Yeah. And then when other people will encounter me and like need me to describe it, I just try and pick language that they use to like communicate vaguely what's going on but it's like no it's just about how it feels to you you do the things that feel it's good kind of boyish it's kind of just heroish i don't know what you know what i mean like it makes me heroish? feel like like a little hero's journey boy you know like there's something about my legs being haired like that that makes me feel like like link go on an or adventure. yeah yeah i you know what i mean like sometimes when i think of feeling like a boy i think of feeling like that i just feel like a protagonist and so many of the stories growing up were boys and so it's well like yeah most on of the whole i just felt like a boy because that was the most of my imagination time was being spent in boy 
you know, scenarios. Well, maybe it's not just because of that, but it's because like the more, you know, kind of boyish you get, the closer to your, you know, to get cheesy like Joseph Campbell, your hero's journey that you're yeah. getting to complete, right? Like yeah. you're moving more into the space that you feel like you want to inhabit. Mm-hmm. Like mentally, right? Like mm-hmm. you're already there mentally and like you're mm-hmm. visually confirming that now. Yeah, something like that. I mean, we get to shape our reality to like suit ourselves, right? And mm-hmm. so it's just like our bodies are a fun way to do that because it's like the physical manifestation of us in reality, right? So you get to mm-hmm. shape your body. You get to build your character, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, you do what feels good. Uh, there was a fucking Missouri dad who fought to get LGBTQ books banned from school arrested for child molestation. Sick. <laughs> Dope. I mean, I'm sorry that that kid had to get molested. Which gender but, or sex did he molest? Uh, it doesn't say. It just says a 29-year-old father. A 29-year-old father. From Kansas City, Missouri, who advocated for the banning of books containing LGBTQ plus material, was arrested on charges of child molestation. Ryan Utterback, which Utterback sounds like some sort of Hugh Cow name <laughs> thing. <laughs> like, <laughs> old Utterback over there. Yeah. He likes them young. Mm. Uh, who previously spoke out against North Kansas City School District libraries carrying books that have gay shit in it. Is facing felony charges of child molestation, misdemeanor, Ugh. domestic assault, and furnishing pornographic material to a child. Uh, gross. Ew. He... So, like, Classic not only did he, like, misdirect, <laughs> molest a child, he, like, it sounds like he gave a kid porn and then was like, let's jerk off together. Here, let me help you jerk off and teach you how to jerk off or some shit like that. Yeah. Like. But I love that he got caught and is now yeah. in jail. Well, I just had mad deja vu. What a weird thing to have deja vu of, of you it and me talking about. It does almost feel like this has happened before. But maybe it's just it's a classic pattern with people to um, to try to... Yeah, it's like a little misdirect thing where, oh, look how um, bad the gays bad are. Bad the gays are. Ignore what the straights are doing. I bet it was a little boy... Yeah, it's like if you're against gay people, like yeah, you you're feel for like sure if some, fucking. If someone else reads it, it might turn them gay too. Just like it turned me. You know? Yeah, <laughs> he blames this book he read on being gay. Look, there's a reason all these little boys want to fuck me, and it's yeah. these books in the school. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they all think I'm so fucking. These hot. are grooming books. Yeah, they come yeah. on to me after they read the little gay books. I can't can't say no to all of them. <laughs> I'm, they just come I'm up to only me. Only human. <laughs> Ryan Utterback. They say, <laughs> where do I buy gay porn? I'm like, fine, I'll buy gay porn for you. <laughs> but I have to show you how to use it because I'm a responsible adult. Yeah, you don't want these kids hurting themselves. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> just, I need to go on Patreon. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's going out to the I pub. just want to say that we, what I can't even remember the nature of the joke we just made, but please do not molest children. <laughs> I and feel please like do not starts... come on to adults. If you're a child and you're listening to this, please do not come on to adults. Oh, God. Either. I was thinking, okay, so in, what if there was uh, like Dom A, or person A is doming person B, 
Okay. Person B is doming person C, and then person C is doming person A. Have you ever known anybody who's doing that shit? Uh, I mean... Like a paper, scissors, rock type? Uh, I don't think triangle. so, actually. Cause Doesn't like, that feel like it needs to happen? Yeah, Surely I was, people are doing it. It took me a second to imagine it because I'm high, and I was looking at my phone for a second. Because I, I was imagining it just being like a linear line. Yeah, like you just keep... It's but, a, but that's a, just a hierarchy scheme. thing. <laughs> yeah, it's like I've, I know people who do that where it's like there's like different levels. Sure, like, alpha, you know, beta, and all the way down. Yeah, but <laughs> sure. like the triangle thing is really fucking yeah, that's cool. That's compelling, Yeah. Oh, uh-huh. I don't even, man, I don't even know how that shit plays out in my mind. Yeah, well, and now like, it's like a goal for me. I Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Paper, scissors, rock, dom, sub, sub, like dom, sub, triangles. Uh-huh. Oh, that should be a like thing. That's how you have a healthy fucking relationship. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody just has healthy relationships when they switch a little bit more. Yeah, you more know, switching, like, yeah, exactly. But sometimes you, yeah. Maybe you need to separate it. I don't know. But also I think it's just like it would it might be interestingly upsetting as like an extra dynamic in that where you then have to think about your dom being domed and then I don't know. It's interesting, you know, or do you just compartmentalize it all? Well, I don't know if you compartmentalize it. But I also don't think like that necessarily for me, like if I'm putting myself in that point of view, it's like. The fact that I see them being domed doesn't make them less my dom or less intimidating to me or uh-huh. whatever relationship I have with them, right? Like, it doesn't yeah. lessen it, right? Like, I think that's the fun of it is, like, getting to inhabit both, like, being just submissive to them in the way that you've, you know, figured out or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And just having that be the case irrespective of how you're acting towards the other person yeah. and really being yeah, both at the same time, right? Yeah. Like going deep yeah, into so both and having them both. I mean, it's nice just mm-hmm. to only have one or the other. Like, I do really just love being submissive. It's uh-huh. the best. But, like... <laughs> <laughs> somebody has to keep doing it i know but i also like the idea of feeling both those things more or less simultaneously that seems really fun and really i don't know like fucking freaky and powerful Mm. and shit like yeah um, definitely gonna get off to that later now that i'm thinking yeah. about it i'm like whoa what a headspace i haven't even explored I, dude i fucking love that shit when i find a new headspace that i haven't really gone down before and it and it honestly is unique to me right yeah. it's just like wow this is gonna be like a new thing that i get to spend my time doing well, right like yeah mm-hmm. thanks it's mm-hmm. like ooh, just unlocked that like we were talking you can make this happen you were like, uh, you referenced like how I talked about transition earlier, where it's like, it's like you're playing a video game and halfway through, like you change character types and lose all your armor and have to rebuild a lot of your stats and mm-hmm. reallocate a lot of skill points. And sometimes the shit gets really hard. Mm-hmm. It's like that moment right there was just like me unlocking a new <laughs> skill tree. <laughs> it's just like, whoa. <laughs> <That's> nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe that'll become a thing. Oh, so that's the other thing with um, Allie is I uh, I have this 
you know, bit that I've been writing since before it ever even came up where I'm Wait, like... Wait, is this Patreon or not Patreon? I think this is probably regular. Okay, I just want to be sure for... Well, I mean, things could always go south. <laughs> yeah, I just want to be sure. So, like, when I'm re-listening yeah. to it and, like, so, telling Annie shit. Yeah. So... So the thing about my dom, Allie, is that she's also uh, a rape victim counselor person. Yes. So, <laughs> so we've certainly joked about it. Um, and th- it's, uh, you know, talked about the idea that maybe it might help her to process everything that she has to hear about, that she has someone that she can come home to and do things to and, you know, use that. <laughs> processing her emotions and, and that way I would be actually helping rape victims by allowing her to rape me which is essentially with the dom stuff you know like it's a lot of it is like just basically just being raped which you know just what well, depends I mean on not in a, like, like not in like a rape rape you know what I mean but it's like the idea is that they're doing to you whatever they want you know well for so, you I mean because like yeah. sometimes it's like I like I like I'm really a fan of protocol and stuff. So uh-huh. like I enjoy it's like they're not just doing what they want, but there are like strict rules that are being followed, which is mm-hmm. why everything that is happening is happening, right? Mm-hmm. And so I mean I do like the I'm just your toy, use me or fucking whatever. But mm-hmm. like I also am like a fan and other people are fans. It's like it's not whatever you want. It's these very specific things that happen for these reasons and like sure. that's what it's like know about yeah either way you're getting punished and used sometimes and whatever and i'm just saying some of this yeah. stuff is just like basically like you're getting raped. like it's just um kind of amazing to just get hot tall women to, to fucking to, bone to, you to, and yeah. do whatever they want to you yeah. yeah it's like i just feel so grateful every day it's a it's a blessing uh, to be hot yeah I'll, yeah i've and so and, down (laughs) yeah hot and down um so but yeah she was telling me about this horrible situation (coughs) that happened where there was a guy like a these a couple i think they were engaged and she got attacked one night like she let a delivery guy like into her hotel room and he just like started like attacking her and she kept fighting and saying no and whatever and eventually he actually did just like stop and leave um but then it turned out the police figured out that because this was like the third time that that had happened to her in the past like year and a half and um that she'd been assaulted to some degree some some kind of sexual assault um um, but never full on rape, but like, you know, attacks. And so then um, they found out that it was the fiance had hired these men to like rape his wife. I think the one of them, it's like one of those services even um, where you could get someone to like, uh, where you have rape fantasies. But I think that after she fought hard enough, the guy like realized like this isn't a woman who knows that she's got a rape fantasy happening. Like I think she means it and like got freaked out and left. That's like what yeah. the fuck? Yeah. But That's there's like so this fucked up. There's this oh like because you would think you'd be ordering that for yourself, maybe, but the idea of yeah. So there's like I don't know if my my two hypotheses would be one, this guy is God engineering damn. attacks so that she then feels more close to him and like more reliant or whatever or, or he's, he's just, a rape cog 
Yeah, he well, he's getting off not just a, a rape cut, but he's getting off on that happening to his wife and watching it happen yeah. and her emotional turmoil, which is just like which fucking is the sick. sociopathic shit. Yeah, it's disgusting. So she was like reading to me, the, or I was reading the like um, her her statement to the dude because he's he's in prison for a long time. Oh, good. Um, yeah, Thank fucking yeah. god. <laughs> and just like reading her like statement to him about like how she'll never fucking trust again. And it was like horrible. And at the same time, I was like, okay, Allie could get her hot friends to rape me. (laughs) (laughs) Horrible, horrible that it happened, but what a great script. What a great (laughs) plot line for me. It's happened a couple of times too. There's a guy recently who just on Craigslist was like, hey, I need people. Is anyone, would anyone like Rohypnol my wife and then rape her? <laughs> so these federal agents were like, yeah, we'll do it. <laughs> and they met up and then he, they arrested him. So I think that was Missouri or something. You know, Jesus Christ. <laughs> their version of that. But, uh, yeah, so, but Allie said she was already planning on doing that to me anyway before any of that. So. <laughs> <laughs> Way ahead of you. <laughs> uh, yeah, because it's like, yeah, if I could trust her taste and like what women, I would be happy for that to, you know, then that's, that would be so cool. <laughs> A woman rapes me fantasy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. Uh I mean, it, that is like a running like joke kind uh-huh. of between Alexis and I where like, you know, I'll wake up one morning and I'm like, man, my fucking head, I have like a headache. Like my head hurts. And she's like, oh, that's uh, you don't remember what happened last night? And I'm like, what do you mean? And I'm like, yeah, I went to bed. She's like, oh, that's not all that happened. <laughs> it's like, what? She's like, nothing. Don't worry about it. It's like, I just had some people over. It's like, what are you talking about? Like, and like we, because it's both a fantasy of yeah. ours, and like we've talked about where it's like, I would be down for you to like drug me and just do what you want with yeah. me. Like we want to sure. have a night of that. Like <laughs> for sure, <laughs> someone's supposed to be doing it. It's like I trust you to do it, and like yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> Plus, it's like a drug experience too. Like what would that feel like? And then yeah, oh. <laughs> I think it's natural that we want to try these things. Um, I accidentally stumbled across ASMR porn where it was this guy who was like, daddy's going to talk to you for 30 minutes. I think some of it's as if he's, between your legs going down on you but other times it's just talking to you whatever um that actually kind of sounded pleasant for a second until the australian accent happened it just ruins the whole <laughs> thing you can't take that seriously i can no oh hot australian daddy yeah no, please no, i'm like, so here for you that can't take australian seriously anymore <laughs> why not Cause haven't you? How many have you? Haven't you met enough of them at this point? <laughs> yeah, they're just like the rednecks of this. Yeah, the I, other mean, I fucking love rednecks though. No, like, it just doesn't. I can't. Res- I can't respect their authority. <laughs> <laughs> 
I can't. I don't know. It's just like the way the voice sounds. It's like I want it. It like makes my asshole quiver. Mm. Like if I think of like a hot Australian dude, like fucking. I think I used to feel that way. Getting on me, I'm like, oh. Mm. Or oh, hot but that's Australian cute. Lady. I can see ASMR porn sounds kind of nice just to go to sleep to. I hate it. I, I hate, hate ASMR shit. No, I don't like the lips. Yeah, but fu- stuff. yeah, but that's what it it's all fucking sounds like in the end. Because like these people like have really you know high end mics and say, "Oh, daddy, <laughs> do you just be like, yeah, fuck! Oh, like I want to fucking murder somebody. <laughs> you know, it just like drives me crazy. Yeah, I don't know. It depends. <laughs> But it's not like I actually spent time singing it out. Ugh. W's kind of boring. It just says, Wistra fluid and woman. Oh. Keeping it simple with the W's. Okay. Wister? Wistra. Wistra fluid. Sounds pretty feminine. Wistra fluid is a form of gender fluidity in which... One is fluid between man slash man aligned and or masculine genders. This may include being a man, man aligned, demi boy, agender, etc. It does not include womanhood. It it can include feminine genders if they don't encompass womanhood. Oh, anything functionally, but woman fl- fluid. Functionally, it can be used to mean the same thing as gender fluid man. Okay was coined as a term sometime on or before 2019 by NB Genders, a deactivated Tumblr <laughs> user. <laughs> I don't know why this gender upsets me, but it does. It just feels superfluous and strange. Wistra, why Wistra? For this, it's just anything but woman gender, basically. Mm, color scheme yeah. is fine. Green, white, per, or green, light, gray, purple, black, gray. Isn't that? What's I'm gonna look th- up Wistra. Yeah. Also, what's the green, gray, purple? Isn't that already something? So just a sweater I saw recently. I don't. <laughs> I mean, it probably was, <laughs> but. Or. Flags plus details. The green is for a manhood. The watercolor is to represent agenderness. The rich lilac color mm. is for fluidity. The black is to thought to be for gender neutral uh, or for neutral genders. And the pale blue is for non-binary genders. Okay. And then also now down here, it also says uh, the green for manhood, the water. Oh, there's some, sorry. They re they copy pasted it twice, I guess. Yeah, that's pretty fucking... I mean, so it's for if you're gender fluid through anything that encompasses masculinity and femininity, but not womanhood. (laughs) Yes, okay. And for whatever reason, that's Wistra fluid. Okay. I... (laughs) I wish I could get rid of that. <laughs> what did you, wait, what did you find out Wistra meant? Did you find Nothing. It, it, I don't was know. it a thing? Well, I just, it, it came up with like a shipping company. Um, <laughs> shipping company fluid. Um, Wistra Glass jar, Facebook, Wistra meaning. Yeah, here it goes. This is the top tier. Wisteria? No. 
No. Did I tell him? Well, maybe it's related to like Wisteria somehow. No. Someone just likes the sound of Wistra, which sounds like a woman (laughs) to me. (laughs) If you picked Wistra, you're a woman. It does sound like it was made to specifically combat woman. Yeah. In like a weird way. It's like, yeah, we're going to pick a W. Be the only two W's. Although on that other site you found, I bet there's a bunch of W's. Yeah, probably. Like, I'm excited to go back through on that site. (laughs) There's so many more. Uh, so, but it, the the A is the is the feminine thing that ends that little fluid. Wister, okay, yeah. Mm-mm. It may include being a man, man aligned. I love that. Man-aligned. I'm man aligned. Uh, so, what does that mean? <laughs> You're man aligned. You're because uh, let's click on man aligned. Mia Spec. Uh, it takes me to a page for Mia Spec. Dude, they've added so much shit since we've been. Well, that's doing pretty. This. That's a pretty little thing over there. The flag. The flag is incredibly colorful and it wonderful. And I, I would buy like some hug. shoes. Like I would like these shoes, like in that color palette. You oh know? yeah. Um, I'm wearing some great new shoes right now. Uh, the Mia Gender Spectrum, uh, or Mia Spec, is an umbrella term for anyone on the, quote, male side of the via binary spectrum. Mm. Mm. Let me refresh myself on what via binary is. <laughs> the all oh, binary <laughs> system. God damn it. It's another subpage. Uh Okay, the alley binary system is a system of terms used to describe how different non-binary people have different relationships to the gender binary. Okay. Yeah. Oh, here it is. The vi- <laughs> the via binary spectrum or via binary or TVS <laughs> is used to categorize or the experience of some non-binary people. It refers to people with identities which are related to slash similar to a binary gender, even though they are non-binary. Okay. Like Mia Speck and Fia Speck. And Mia Speck, <laughs> getting back to it. <laughs> Is the dude one. Is identifying with the male side of the yeah. via binary spectrum. So you identify with the more male side of, of the, the non-binary <laughs> spectrum. <laughs> Thank you so much for selling So you're out. just kind of saying... You're more male. You're more of a dude. <laughs> sometimes you're not as much of a dude. Yeah. Okay. Word. Word. Glad we got there. I think I could figure out a simpler way to say just that, but... <laughs> <laughs> but the color scheme is hypnotizing. Yeah, your color scheme does adorable. mad points. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this includes anyone whose gender is uh, were gender or near male. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm near male. No. <laughs> or male aligned or adjacent. Boy flux is similar to in some ways resembles maleness. Were. Okay, so male aligned, that's the only thing it takes me mm-hmm. to. There's not like its own specific page. Uh, so you're just you might be non-binary, but you're more male aligned than yeah. Not. You're like <laughs> like more of a dude. That's so fucking funny to me. <laughs> I mean, like look, it makes sense. people have Aspergers, and this is what happens. <laughs> no, but it's just like I love like it's what we've been saying. It's like people are just coming up with a new language and like system to like talk about all this like shit that's happening, right? And are it's there- like comments on Wister Fluid as to whether people are into this or not? 
No comments. No comments yet. Yeah, see, maybe this is new. This has been another NPR production out of Safe Space Studios. We're broadcasting on 66.6 FM. That's KFUX. Peace. Ciao.